why do I have to be the one to take the high road? Why do I have to do the hard thing? Will you do this one more day if it will help even one person? Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to the EMP podcast. I am Shauna Weatherspoon, your host, streaming for you every Wednesday at 7.30 Central Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and most importantly, our website, shaunaweatherspoon.com EMP Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to share it, like it, share the video, tag them in it. We want to empower you with purpose on purpose. You are part of this experience, so please comment as we go. What is the EMP Podcast? I'm so glad you asked. EMP stands for Empower Me With Purpose because that is what we do. The EMP Podcast is the platform that brings your real stories from real people to empower you to become and evolve to your best self. We have selected amazing, quality, experienced, God-fearing guests to share their stories, struggles, and success in hope that their experience lift you up and feed your spirit and soul. We started this podcast because of the mission to empower others with purpose. Raising Our Daughters Foundation is a registered nonprofit that I founded in 2015. I started this foundation because it was needed and it's needed more every single day. All revenue, proceeds, and donations that come from the podcast are donated to Raising Our Daughters Foundation to empower, mentor, and support girls and women from around the globe on our scholarship initiatives, grants, workshops, and sisterhood. Your support of our initiatives can be by liking and sharing the ROD Foundation. It's highly, highly appreciated. I just want to tell you, um, I saw this lady because I want to give, I always like to give a point of reference. I saw this lady on something, a similar platform to this with Saved in City uh, to promote her upcoming conference that we're going to be talking about as well. Did not know her, had never seen her but instantly connected to her story and the women's stories that were sharing their testimonies and put looked at my calendar, saw that the date and time was available and said, I don't care what I'm doing that weekend. I have to be at this conference. It was the most amazing conference that I could have been blessed to attend. And she's gonna be telling us all about it. Your spirit, Miss Kimberly, is beautiful. It blessed so many people. It honestly blessed my soul. I walked in there. Uh, needing to be filled. I walked in there needing to be around God-fearing, like-minded Christian women. I have honestly, personally, never gone to a Christian woman's conference to I attended your conference. And I will wow. never miss it again. I will wow. never, I have been to hundreds of thousands of conferences. I will never miss your conference again, ever, wow. ever. So there's so much what I want to share, but I want, I'll, this is all about you. This is all about your time. Uh, but I just got to tell you personally that you you are you are blessed to be a blessing. This I know. This I know. And everything uh, that I have experienced since then, I literally have kept the conference. I want to say was was it October 1st or October 2nd? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. OK. OK. You got you got to keep me on track here. But I can <laughs> tell you every meeting, every obstacle, every everything that I have walked walked into since leaving that conference because of everything shared over our time together, I have walked into I have walked out of everything else differently. Wow. I have Shana, walked out more. I have walked cry. out roaring, girl. <laughs> I've just been roaring all over the place. <laughs> you can't make me cry before you even introduce. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not gonna make you cry. I'm not gonna make you cry. 
So I know y'all like, lady, quit talking and tell us who this amazing woman is and let her talk. Jesus Christ. I promise I'm going to let you do it, but I had to get that, get that out of my spirit. So for today's podcast, we have the honor and the pleasure of meeting with and learning more about Kimberly Joy Kruger has overcome some of life's toughest struggles with beauty, dignity, and grace with her eyes looking up and never looking back. As an entrepreneur and ordained minister, she activates, affirms, and accelerates women in their glorious God-given destinies. In 2014, she created a gathering place for women whose passions are faith, family, and business. That place is called the Fellowship of Extraordinary Women, or FEW, and has impacted women all over the world. FEW launches prophetic women leaders, coaches, authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, executives, ministers, and mothers onto every mountain of influence because Kimberly knows it's women who change the culture and change the world. That's right. Kimberly has written 11 books. I thought I was doing something. She has written 11 books since 2016, six of which became Amazon number one bestsellers while helping 90 other women publish their stories too. She's a podcaster, she's a biker, and she's a baker, but just don't ask her to craft. <laughs> her closest friends will tell you she's a mom, to a mom to many and a friend to all. Her husband and biggest fan, Scott, keeps her laughing and loving and riding her Harley. If you ask Kimberly what are her greatest accomplishments, she'll say being a mother to her 12, y'all heard that right, 12 wonderful children, and Noni to six beautiful grandbabies. Without further ado, welcome to the EMP podcast, Ms. Kimberly. Thank you for having me, Shauna. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Yes, yes, we're thrilled to have you. So I, I, we heard the bio. I, did you really give birth to 12 children one way or another in real life? No, um, I, no, that's slightly misleading. I gave birth to 11 of the 12. <laughs> well, well, there's that. <laughs> Still in the double digits. Oh my goodness. So I, I, when I heard that, I'm like, she, did she adopt? I'm looking at how beautiful you are and meeting you in person. I'm like, there's, she must've adopted 11 or 12 children. There's no way possible, but you really were blessed to birth 11 children. Yep. 11 um, single births, no twins. I was going to ask that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my, my number 12, I call him my bonus child. He's my stepson. Uh -huh. And so, um, he's, he's fits right in the middle in birth order, but he came into the family last. So he gets the number 12 designation. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. So tell us all about you. We heard your bio, but we want to hear about it from you. Like I shared really briefly here, I attended your conference and I just, I'm still floating from it. So thank you, first of all, because I know firsthand how much that work is involved in that work and you did it. So congratulations, congratulations. Well, thank you. And I just knew when I met you there that you were there by divine appointment, Shauna. I just, mm. you know, I sensed that and you shared with me that you saw me on another podcast. You saw me talk about the event and just dropped everything and came. Mm -hmm. We've never met. You had never heard of me. No. Um, I love that story because this is how God uses women to help women. Amen. Right? Amen. Yeah. So um, I forgot your question. <laughs> so what, what should we tell us all about you? Tell us about your mission. You know, what should we know? Why, why do you do this? Cause that's yeah. like, you're clearly, you're busy. Like, why that's do you do all question. of this? How did it, how did your purpose, how was it birthed? Yeah. 
Well, um, I always like to tell people my backstory because with an organization like Few, and um, and sometimes I give the impression, um, not purposely, but I give the impression that I've, I'm this person who has it all together and has always yes. had it all together. And yep. hey, you should come be a part of my thing, and maybe you can have it all together too. No. No, um, my background is quite the opposite. I was a teen mom, got married at 18, um, decided to have a large family. And by the time I was 34, I had 11 children, um, had been married, you know, I don't know, more than 15 years or almost 15 years at that point. Mm -hmm. And um, my first husband was an alcoholic and I didn't know this, but I was a complete codependent enabler. And so- I thought I was being a good Christian wife by leaving him be in his addiction and not being a nag and just praying, you know, just go to prayer. Right. And, um, you know, I believe God answered and heard all my prayers, but by not confronting the addiction and confronting what was going on in the household, it got worse and worse. And, um, his, he downward spiraled and to the point where I was homeschooling, you know, raising this huge family. I was a stay-at-home mom. We were financially strapped. And um, I just was feeling like I was going to drown. I was yeah. being crushed under the weight of it all. The kids were starting to enter the teen years. We were having teenage issues on top of everything else. Yeah. And um, so I went and got some help. And mm-hmm. it was at that point that I discovered my part in the problem. Mm. And, um, and, and I call it the best worst day of my life, because truly when you find out you're part of the problem, it, it kind of stings, right? Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the great yeah. news. If I'm part of the problem, I can be part of the solution. Yes. And so for the first time, somebody yes. like got a hold of me and said, Hey, here's the thing. If, if this addiction he's got is a big vehicle You're the one putting fuel in it. Guess what? If you stop putting fuel in it, there's hope. And so I had this hope that I had not had before. I felt empowered where I once felt so powerless. Yeah. By the time I got help, I was resentful, angry, full of self-pity, um, felt like I had no decision-making power over my own life. Yeah. And you know what that does to a person? It makes them ugly. And I don't care how good you look on the outside. If you're living that life, you're ugly because all that stuff was coming up out of me every day and no makeup can cover that up. Good hair can't cover that up. Right. So So the Lord went to work on what was inside of me. And, Mm -hmm. um, that just became the biggest transformation of my life. It did not happen overnight. It happened over time. I learned how to be empowered instead of a victim, a victor, instead of a victim, I learned how to say no, where I used to just either look the other way or just be a yes, man. I learned to set boundaries. Um, I learned to take care of me and I stopped putting me at the bottom of the list. And, um, one of the best things I learned in that season, Shauna was the very best parents. And you can replace parents with leaders, business owners, um, whatever the very best leaders take really good care of themselves. Why, why? I will tell you why, because whatever we're doing, if you're a leader, people are watching you and people learn by what is modeled, not by what is said. So if I'm trying to tell my kids, Hey, one day you're going to need to take really good care of yourself, but I'm not taking good care of myself. I'm teaching them that I'm a big liar is what I, you know, and so I'm teaching them to go and put themselves last because that's what they're going to learn to do by my actions. 
And I realized I had done such a disservice to my children by putting myself last and, and thinking that was noble. Right. I thought my daughters are going to grow up and they're going right. to be the last one on their list. And they're going to burn out by the age of 32. Like I did. Yeah. My sons are going to grow up and work themselves ragged, put themselves last and burn mm. out by 30. No, I'm not raising these kids to burn out. I'm raising them to burn for That's God it. and to burn yeah. for purpose, you know? And so um, I began to show them. And let me just tell you, it did not go over big. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was not a smash success. No, it was, there was no red carpet rolled out. There was no fanfare. My family was like, what are you doing? And um, my kids were like, like, who are you? What happened to you? And um, there were even times where, because their manipulation and things that they were trying on me that used to work, stopped yeah. working and me mm. prioritizing my time. Like, for example, sure. I'll give you a ride if I have 24 hours of notice. And they're like, right. what? you're my mom. Amen. Why do I have to give you notice? Amen. Like, well, because I also have um, a schedule and things, priorities and responsibilities. Yeah. Yep. And they were like, um, so I have to schedule a ride with my own mom. I'm like, yeah, sure do. <laughs> and, you know? and they were just like, who does that? If I had a dollar for every time someone in my house said, who does that to me? I'd be a wealthy woman. Cause I, I just threw them off so many times. And, um, I was just so you have to be okay with pushback yes, you and you have to be okay yes, with people do. thinking you're a little nuts. One time I had my son say to me, um, you know, mom, none of my friends have to pay for their cell phones. None mm -hmm. of my friends have to fold the laundry, you know, mm -hmm. none of my friends. And I just said, Oh, that's so sad for your friends. Exactly. <laughs> and my son was just like, and then he goes, and, and that wasn't working. So he, he upped the ante and he goes, do you know that all my friends' parents think you're nuts? Mm -hmm. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. Oh yeah. Bonafide, like certifiable mom. They all think you are a crazy person. Like you need one of those white jackets with the really long sleeves. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, um, and I said to him, I just smiled and he goes, why are you smiling? And I said, well, do you really want to know? And he said, yeah. I said, because I'm just thinking about how glad I am right now that I don't care what people think about me. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> and he literally went like this. Oh, <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> he did one of his growls because it wasn't working. Yep. So this is yep. the yep. transformation that I went through. And, and even finding joy in that journey when yep. the tension you could cut with a knife, mm -hmm. you know, um, the pressure on me was yeah. insurmountable, but I'll tell you what, I'll take the pressure of doing the right thing over the pressure of caving in any day of the week. Like Period. I have been a person who caves. Period. I'm done with that, you know, That's it. and, um, and so throughout this whole transformation, there were times where I'd say to God, I don't, I can't stand that. Like, why do I have to be the one to take the high road? Why do I have to do the hard thing? It, everybody in my house is on autopilot. Yes. And I'm over here struggle bus. Yes. Okay. And yes. I, I just looked around and I thought this just seems so unfair. And I, I did still have a little bit of self-pity in me. I confess when I said those things, I'd be like, why yeah. me Lord? And many times he would say to me, will you do this one more day? If it will help even one person, one person, one person. Yeah. And I, that was enough for me, one person. And I couldn't mm. envision really what help in one person might look like, but I was willing. Yeah. And fast forward to um, 
my marriage uh, kind of culminated, you could say, in uh, violence when my first husband um, attacked two of our kids, our 17-year-old daughter and 15-year-old son. While I was at work, I, I had gotten a part-time job a couple months earlier. And, okay. um, you know, he was just getting really feeling out of control because he wasn't able to control me anymore. And, yeah. and so he had this huge outburst. He knew I was thinking about divorce and he took it out on our children. And mm. um, that night he was removed from our home by police. He was charged with two felony counts. A no contact order was placed on him by the courts and wow. I filed a restraining order the next mm. day. And in literally a moment, I became a single mom with 10 of my 11 kids still under the age of 18. My Lord. And um, probably one of the most on paper destitute moments of my life, but one of the most freeing, joyful moments. I sat mm. the kids down the next day. I said, we're all in, sh we're shell shocked from what happened in this house last night. But here's the thing. We get a new start. Amen. From this day forward, we're going to do Amen. things different as a family. We're not going to live captive to someone else's anger or violence or any yeah. of this stuff ever again. Yeah. And um, we turned a new page that day. And during that season as a single mom, I worked sometimes up to five jobs to make ends meet. He was in jail. I didn't have child support, mm. didn't have savings, didn't have a lot of um, assets. I, I didn't even have valuable things I could sell. I had some jewelry. I sold it all to take care of my children, you know, yeah. and, yeah. Um, and did what I needed to do. And in 2011, I met my, uh, or married my um, second husband, Scott. And that's a long story, but I'll just say this. I got a new beginning. Yeah. Um, I married the man that God chose for me. I um, made sure that I entered into the, the relationship God chose for me because I tended to make bad choices in the past. Okay. And um, that year, the, the Lord said to me, you know, remember how I said, if it helps one, well, why don't you get to work helping many? And he really put on my heart to launch a coaching business before people even knew what coaching was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I began helping people one-on-one -on -one. that led to speaking engagements, which led to um, group coaching, which led to this idea for a woman's network yeah. where we could be passionate together about the three things I'm most passionate about faith, family, family and business. And, business. and, um, and so few is founded on that premise. And all I've done since 2014 is just kind of follow God's voice. And how else can I help these women, Lord? And where else do they need the help? And all the things that God did to help me get out of that pit. I now pour into the women of few and, and women yeah. that are, you know, guests at my events or wherever I go. So I need, I need to pause for one second because you dropped way too many gems just now, okay. way too many. Plus I need to get up all in your business a little more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. So we're going we gonna to bless some people today. We're going to bless some people today. Okay. So again, from everything you just said, from being to this fire roar conference I was at and attended all of the speakers, amazing, all of the breakout sessions, amazing. But you just hit some key points that I, I don't want I don't want our audience to miss because I think they're far too important. Okay. Um, one thing you said at the conference about therapy, and you talked about alcoholism uh, and with your ex husband, yeah. and your children's father, and so forth. And you said it's not the alcohol; it's the isms. Yeah. Yeah. But can you yes. touch on what that means? Because that blessed me when I heard it, and I yes. was like, "That is so true." So people 
just see this thing. And then you also, I think it was just as powerful as you talked about being part of the problem. And if you're part of the problem, own that and become a part of the solution. Can you touch on that just a little more, please? Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that because it's such a hopeful message. Um, The truth is always your friend. I have a a spiritual Mm -hmm. mom who says that to me every time some ugly truth slaps me upside the face. And that was definitely one of those days. I said to my therapist, um, you know, if he would just stop drinking, my life would be so, we'd be great. I have this big, beautiful family I always wanted. I love my husband, you know. Mm -hmm. And she said these life changing words to me. She said, um, Kim, the alcohol is only 5% of the problem. And I was like, what? I'm like, it's in my head. It was the problem, right? Right. It's why we pour the liquid down the drain when they're not looking. It's why we go hide the hidden stash and throw it away when they're not home. Cause we think if we get rid of the liquid problem solved, right? Right. He said to me, you can pour the liquid down the drain and you've gotten rid of the alcohol, but you can't pour the ism down the drain. She said, alcoholism is 5% liquid and 95% ism. And I said, what is, what is ism? And she said, the ism Mm -hmm. is all of the bad coping skills, the lying, the immaturity, the lack of character, the lack of integrity, the manipulation, the games, um, you know, the shell game of what, where do I need to move the shell today? And I had been so engaged in that game with him. You know, I was covering for him. I was wanting people to not see what was really going on. I was protecting myself too, Mm -hmm. and protecting my fear of abandonment, protecting, like, if I confront him, he might leave me, you know, all the things I was doing, I had the ism in me. And then she looked at me and she said, the thing of it is, is you can't get the ism. You can't pour it out of people. You could flip them upside down over the sink, but no ism is going to come out of him. But she said, you can get the ism out of yourself. Out of yourself. Yeah. And that was, that was it, Shauna. I was like, this, Mm. this is the day I go after the ism and I'm going after it hard. And that means I'm going to address all that junk in me. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to apologize. And I sat him down and I said, I owe you a really big apology. And I don't know about you, but any of your uh, viewers who've ever had a bad relationship where the other person thinks you're the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, that was exactly where I was. And I said, I need to sit you down and apologize. And he said, Oh, yes, you do. Ah! You do. I've been waiting for this moment. And I, and I let him revel a little bit. I let him revel in it. And I said, I know, I know. And he said, what's this apology? And I said, um, I need to apologize for being an enabler. And he goes, Mm. well, what's that mean? Right. And I said, well, I took a vow to love you. And he's like, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. And I said, I took a vow to love you and honor you and do what's best for you. And he said, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't done that. Right. You know? Right. And he said, right. well, I, had, I haven't done that. I said, by enabling your drinking and drug use and lying and not showing up for work and not showing up for me and the kids, that's not love because right. love does not help a person destroy himself. And I have helped you destroy and that's not love. And I am yeah. sorry yeah. that I helped you do damage. Yes. And he goes, this is an apology. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. I, said, I said, yes, it is. I said, I, I am truly sorry. And I just want you to know, I won't mm. be doing those things anymore. Amen. Amen. And he had a little bit of fear in his eyes. And I think he was hopeful that I didn't mean what I was saying. Cause I usually didn't mean what I said. Yeah. I was yeah. sort of a bag of wind at that point, mm-hmm. but this was my chance 
to, to make my word gold in yes. the marriage, to make my word gold in my house. Right. And, um, and I did a pretty good job of it. My kids have come to, um, and, and my husband now will even laugh. He'll, he'll look at my kids and go, okay, listen, I've known your mom shorter than you have. And I know she means business. How could you even take the gamble? You know, <laughs> I had to fall for that one. Right. Yeah. He's just like, how do they still think you're not going to do what you said? He goes, I've only known you 12 years uh-huh. and I know you're good for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's been a journey, but we can all say yes to it, Shauna. We can get out of that pit. Yes. I had said to people, I am in a pit of his making. He dug the pit and threw me in it. Mm. That's not true. Mm. That's not true. If you're in, in a pit, it's a relationship and it's toxic. You help dig it. And yes, so no, no, no. I stopped seeing myself as this tied up prisoner in the pit. And instead I saw myself as a person with a shovel digging away. And I told him that day, I'm putting the shovel down and yeah. I'm making a ladder. I'll be over here building a ladder. Yeah. You can dig or you can build a ladder with me. And he chose to continue to dig and not build the ladder. Sad, but everybody has their own choice. That's right. Everybody gets to make their own choice. I wish I could have made it for him because that yep. wasn't my dream. It wasn't right. my dream for that right. time, of course. And see, um, I think that's, that's so good for women to hear, for families to hear, and for children to hear, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that because those, that none of those choices you had to make could have been easy. They, they couldn't have been. So right. I, I, I want somebody to clearly hear that if you want to change, you can. Yes. But it starts with a decision. So what, what were some, obviously the situation happened that you just shared with us, but, and that had to be even scary in the midst of all of that, with everything you just said. But what kept you getting up every day to change your life for yourself and for your family and for your legacy? You know, really my faith. Um, In the end, the only thing that kept me was my faith in God. In fact, I often say that I did everything wrong except Mm. for one thing. I held on to the hand of Jesus and I didn't let go. Amen. Every other thing I made so many mistakes, even, even in the good things I was making mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you don't learn instantly. God, God decided that we would be a work in progress. That wasn't yeah. my idea. Sometimes I question that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but that was his, his idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but my faith and my desire to do it right and get it right for God and and to really um, point my children to, to Christ when there was so much dysfunction and abuse in our home and anger. Yeah. And, you know, and it wasn't just my ex, everybody, it was me, it was him. Um, then the kids became angry, you know, it just, right. it, that yeah. stuff spreads like wildfire. And yeah. we lived yeah. so long with this feeling of frustration, fear, and powerlessness. And that drives people to do things they don't want to do and things they regret. It, yeah. it drives, um, you know, a lot of reactionary type of behavior. And so if I can change and come out of that lifestyle by the grace of God, anyone can, I don't credit myself for the change. I credit myself for believing God to help Mm. me change. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's so good. That's so, so good. Okay. Okay. Somebody passed the plate because I feel like we're in church right now. Pass the plate. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So let me get in your business. Okay. So you get divorced, right? Yeah. You make all these life changes. You work at five jobs. I I feel like there's a movie happening 
there's going to be a movie about your life. I just, I don't know why I just saw it on Lifetime, but I see a movie coming. Awesome. I see a life story for that. you. I see it in film. I really see it in film right now. I can easily see that. And I would definitely buy tickets. Uh, what, let me talk about and getting your business with your new boo. So you get booed up again, right? <laughs> but that I'm imagining that because I always, when I think about things like that, I'm married um, as we speak, we'll be married. We'll be together 25 years Amazing. next year and all of that kind of great stuff. Congratulations. And thank you. But every time I go out, like if, if you know, we, let's just be honest, right? The majority of our audience is women. So we all have those days. Most women I know, like, I'm going to show him. He done made me mad. I'm going out tonight. I'm about to get cute. And I'm about to show him what he got and what he's still working with, honey. And then I go out and get very scared and run back home. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want no parts of this. I want no parts of this. So what can you share with us as far as when, when life changes and you didn't have that wasn't your idea of things that were supposed to change yeah and you get the the opportunity to reinvent yourself what it's what are some tips and advice mm -hmm. you can share with women recently divorced or who just honestly know it's over and it's time to make a change what can you share with us if you're open to that wow you know so in terms of meeting someone new is that what yeah. you're okay yes well, again, your faith has to be your foundation because okay. if, if you've made poor relationship choices in the past, you don't yeah. want to rely on your own wisdom. You know, mm -hmm. um, for me, it, it might be different, but during my marriage, my first marriage, I, God had given me so many promises related to my family. And a lot of them were about restoration and mm -hmm. um, love and, you know, that I would have this husband that was going to love me like no man loved a woman. Mm. And so when my marriage ended in divorce, I just used my logic and said, well, then I guess that's the guy who's on the way because mm. this one sure ain't it. And so, <laughs> you know, okay. so I put my faith to believe God that he wasn't lying to me just because my marriage dissolved, yeah. that he had something in my future that he was promising me back then. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I thought it was going to be my first husband, but it wasn't. So right. now, okay. You know, yeah. revelation, yeah. it's not him. And so I just believed God for whoever that might be, but I, I didn't even go out looking. I yeah. just trusted the Lord, but many, many women came to me after I met and married Scott and said, weren't you so scared that nobody would date you because you had so many kids, right. you know? And I'm like, right. no, I was never scared because God had made me these promises. And I, I can't say never scared. I wasn't scared when I was single. I got scared about three weeks into our relationship because I just woke up one day and I realized like we are falling for each other. And then it was mm -hmm. like that scene of a person just like sitting up in bed and going, Oh, and, and I woke up one day and I went, oh, I have 11 kids. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, does he know that I have 11 kids? Of course he knew. But yeah. um, so we had this phone call that night and I was like, you know, so I woke up today in a panic. He's like, why? And I'm like, cause I have 11 kids. And he goes, you just figured that out, you know? Right. And I'm like, no, but I'm scared. You're going to figure that out. And so we had this. <laughs> <laughs> we had this beautiful conversation and, um, for some reason that just never scared him. And the only thing I can, not that he's never been scared being in this family. That's everybody <laughs> in this family has been scared. Okay. Myself included. This is a scary bunch, but, um, 
you know, I tell people I wanted the Waltons. I got Jerry Springer. So it is a scary bunch. We do still need a bodyguard sometimes security, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but um, he, he just, that's one of the ways I knew that the Lord sent him because, yeah. you know, and he jokes and says, yeah, when I saw you in church with the whole row, you know, was full. He said, I just thought your kids brought their friends to church. <laughs> Like no sweet lady. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, no. I said they they could have. We had room in my 15 passenger van for a couple more. (laughs) Unreal. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I just trusted the Lord. And then, you know, there was a season where, and this I think someone needs to hear this today. There was a Mm -hmm. season where I lost peace in my relationship with Scott when we were dating. Mm. And I I didn't have this peace anymore. And I couldn't put my finger on it because I really felt like, hey, wait, God brought him to me. Why, 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 you know? Right, right. And this peace became, um, it left me. And instead I had this angst and, um, uh, and this is a story in my book free. It's chapter eight. Okay. If you guys want a good love story, it's kind of funny too. chapter eight in my book. Um, but I, I decided I needed to break up with him. I needed Mm. to get something right with God. And I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Was it fear? No, I'll tell you what it was in a minute, but I, I, I knew that if I had any contact with him, I was so madly in love with him and him with Mm. me that if I had even text conversations, I was going to be back together with him in four minutes or less, or I'd drive over to his house or, you know, something would happen. So, I mean, I quit this relationship cold Turkey and I broke this man's heart, Shauna. I mean, I crushed him to the core and I did this out for one reason, just obedience to God. Okay. Mm. And, um, in, in a short period, about six months that we were apart, um, he ran to God, I ran to God mm-hmm. and we both had the same realization, but in different ways that yeah. we were putting our relationship on the throne. We were putting this love that we waited our whole lives for on the throne. Mm-hmm. We had taken Jesus off the throne mm-hmm. and the Lord was like, that is not why mm. I brought you two together to worship okay. a relationship, to worship love, to worship each other. No, I brought you together to build my kingdom, to mm. worship me, to take the love I give to you individually. And as a married couple and share that with your family and with the world. And we had just put the wrong um, king on the throne. Wow. And Oh, that's when, so good. Yeah. And when God got our hearts in check, He brought us together. We were married um, within eight weeks. (laughs) We we just were like, thank you, Jesus. We got engaged on December 11th, married on January 11th um, in 2011, because 11 is my number. And, um, and, you know, the rest is history. This coming January is our 11th anniversary. So it's just been, um, you know, such a massive journey of learning and joy. But listen, put God first, put God first. That's my short answer to your question. Do not fear, put God first. He has a plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in a future. And everybody leaves out the next verse. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Amen. And within him are Mm -hmm. the dreams and the desires of our hearts. So seek him. Don't seek the man, seek the King, you know, seek the son of man and you'll, and he's got the man for you, but have the right King on that throne. And um, you'll be amazed at the story God will write with your life. 
I'm telling you, I think I scared my husband after leaving your conference. I really do. Really? I inboxed him from the conference and really? I said, I did. I said, we need to have a meeting as soon as I get home. And I didn't tell him what about. I said, we need to have a meeting as soon, like the second we get home. Wow. And we did. And we did. And he didn't question it. He just said, okay. <laughs> but I know he was probably like, where is this woman going when she gets off of this freeway? And I apologized to him. Wow. I said, I, I said, I owe you the biggest apology. I said, because I realized after taking this day and a half away, we have collectively and blessed with raising five children one way or another between the two of us. Awesome. Uh, I am his second wife and he is my forever man. And I said, I realized from being away and being at your conference that I have put way too much responsibility on you that doesn't, it never belonged to you in the first place. Wow. I have been looking at you to do all of these things when I should have been going straight to God, not you. Wow. Not wow, you. Shauna. That's from your conference because I have never had that thought in my head in my life before. That's amazing. Never, wow. never. So again, I thank you for this work that you're doing. So let's let's get into that. How did how did that all come about? Because it doesn't seem like so far the timeline that few had started before you met your husband Scott right no actually it was so I launched okay. my business the year we got married okay um my coaching practice and that was in 11 and then in 2014 few okay. had its first event and mm. um and it, you know I, I saw a, a model for a woman's network of faith-based women mm -hmm. um they were publishing women's stories offering you know, beautiful trainings and empowerment type of things. Yeah. And after being introduced to that, it was a, in another part of the country. And there were things I thought, wow, I would do that this way, or I would do that that way. And then I had the thought, um, why can't I do that? Right. And God's short answer was you can. And so, um, few was really birthed out of that. And, and we have, um, you know, we started our meetings in 2014, we published our, we took authors in 2015 for our first book, published our first book in 16, hosted our first uh, annual leadership conference in 17. Okay. Um, by 2021, we have published 14 books, launched 15 books on Amazon, eight of them, seven of them, number one, one of them, a number two. Yeah. And then in 2020, we launched our coaching school and we now certify women coaches. That I'm going to be a part of. That's right. And then this year we launched our first annual women's conference, which our intent is to make that large, large scale, a huge annual event for women to just put on their calendars and be at every year with their sisters. And um, so yeah. it's just been a complete joy. It's just been such a joy and the women and their lives have been changed in so many ways. We've seen yeah. women become business owners through few, mm -hmm. um, expand their ministries, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just author books, do public speaking for the first time, launch a yeah. podcast. Yes. Um, I have so many women have said, I've never even done a Facebook live until I joined few, you know, we're getting women out of their comfort zone, telling their stories, reaching out to help more people yeah. and to truly live the extraordinary lives. Jesus died to give us. He came that we might have life and to have it to the full, yeah. you know, and like the fact that women um, settle for ordinary, it just won't do. I will pull you out of your chair and get you to live an extraordinary life. I have had women who literally have accused me of dragging them to few and dragging them along with me on my journey. And I say, Hey, whatever, whatever I got, whatever do. it takes, 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you that that is the calling on your life. Because I, again, I left there saying, and I'm a pretty great woman, I but I'm going to be a much greater woman after attending. Yes. I'm going to be a better mother. I'm going to be a better wife. Yes. I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to be a better servant Amen. and I'm going to be a better me. And this is why, and I'm going to be so much more unapologetic about it since attended. Seriously. Amen. I love that. I love the that. universe is in a whole lot of trouble after that conference. Seriously. <laughs> and you know, Seriously. the way I talked about how all that fear and anger is contagious. Yes. That's what so is courage. Yes. So is boldness. Yes. So is truth. Yes. So is life. You know, joy is contagious. Laughter right. is contagious. Yes. Um, you know, and we are supposed to be a billboard for those things. I, I just right. I, few is a billboard for with the message you can live this way. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? Once you do, you become your own billboard for all the people in your Amen. sphere of influence to Amen. see what's possible. Mm -hmm. not what's perfect. We're not yes. here to demonstrate what's perfect. That's We're right, here honey. to demonstrate what's possible. Um, you know, there is one thing perfect that we all have in common. And that's our God, but that's it. Nothing else is going to be right. perfect, right. but we can show the world what's possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for someone like me, where I come from, I clung to stories like mine. I, yep. I clung to, I read book after book after book of personal testimonies. Yep. I truly believe that all those stories that I read yeah. kept me alive. And that's why I'm so committed to publishing women's real stories. We don't publish yeah. fiction. I'm not opposed to fiction, but okay. my call is to tell real life stories so that when you read it, you can say, well, if she can, I can. Yeah, that is my Amen. mission in our publishing division. Amen. Amen. And you're doing it so well. You're doing so very well indeed. Thank you, Shauna. So before we go and thank you, thank you again for sharing your testimony, your journey, all of the things that you're doing. We do not take it, your time or your, your all of this lightly. We, we truly, truly don't. So thank you for even being open to doing this. But before we go, we got to pay some bills. What <laughs> do they need to know about for your upcoming conferences, events, your website? Tell us the yes. books. Are you looking more for more authors? What do they need to know? And I don't yes. want to miss this point either, because I want you to close us out with this. I personally had just, I lost my roar. Mm. I lost my roar. So I would love to know for a, a woman who understands those very few words, what can you tell us we need to do to restore it, get it back? Or, or get that world like we've never even known we had in us before. So yeah. hit us with it, girl. All right. Well, the simple answer to that is you become like the people you spend the most time with, right? Mm -hmm. So if you lost your roar, you need to get around number one, the, tr the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He is the roaring king. You will end up roaring if you get around him. Number two, get around lionesses, women who yes. found their roar. That's what yes. few is. It's women who needed their roar, never had it or lost it, what have you. And they're all yes. roaring now. And yes. so get around women who are roaring. And then, you know, in terms of your personal mission and what, it, what does that mean? What is my roar? How, how does that look? Right. Well, guess what? I don't know, but God does. He Amen. knows. And so yes. as you get around this community of women, who are roaring, you'll discover, is it a business? Is it a mission? Is it a nonprofit? Mm -hmm. Is it my home and my children? I mean, we have moms and few too. We're passionate about faith, family, and business, but really it's just beyond mission. Mm 
Just be on a mission for God, wherever that is, whatever mountain of influence it is. And so, um, you know, God, he's not in the business of keeping you in the dark about these things. He wants to show you where you're supposed to roar and how you're supposed to roar. So get with him and get with other women and you will find the answer. Um, As far as how few can help you find your roar, we have an upcoming leadership conference in January. Mm -hmm. Um, Our January conference is annual every year. And what we really focus on in leadership is biblical leadership. There's so much great leadership content out there, like the Global Leadership Summit. I'm a huge advocate for it. Mm -hmm. Go be a part of it. But what makes ours different is we talk about what does biblical leadership look like for a secure woman in Christ? How do we grow up in Christ to become a leader on all seven mountains of influence, not just in church, right? Right. Right. And then how do we need to heal? Because the number one thing that thwarts your leadership is staying wounded. Staying wounded keeps you a victim, not a leader. You, you, You stay in that pit. And so- getting out of the pit means getting healed. And so we do a lot of inner healing work at this leadership conference. Every January, I bring in speakers who specialize in getting rooting out some of that garbage that's getting in the way of your leadership. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up the last weekend in January in the Milwaukee area. Yeah. Um, a lot sooner than that coming up the first weekend in November, we have our few Institute for certified coaches. You will be there. Um, I love that. We are certifying women coaches. We're teaching you how to launch a practice, a a coaching practice, if you so choose. Mm -hmm. However, we have executives take our um, certified coaching course. We have ministers take it. Uh, influencers, you don't have to be looking to start a business to benefit from our course. We have the best coaching skills along with teaching our uh, coaches how to hear God's voice to help people. We can't help people without the help of the Holy Spirit. So we train you up in that way as well. We want Mm. to have a team of spirit led coaches um, and, you know, Holy Spirit led and God's word fed coaches so that we can really help people with, with the best help that's out there. And that comes from heaven. So we got that. And then of course you can join few. We meet once a month. Okay. We meet online and in person. Um, and our next book title, if you have a story, we have a book coming up called the supernatural effect, where we are collecting women's stories of God's supernatural intervention in their lives. It can be a healing, a dream, a vision, you heard God's voice, um, a divine appointment, just something that you know that heaven intersected with your life on earth and it was changed. So um, we're actually kicking that writing off tomorrow night. So our deadline for taking new authors is November 15th. Okay. So if, if you have a story, please contact me. You can go to my website and you can see um, all these opportunities. And that is thefewwomen.com, T-H-E-F-E-W-W-O-M-E-N.com, thefewwomen.com. So I hope I answered your question and didn't leave anything out. No, you, you hit it all. The only other thing in how to connect with you, social media, what are your social yes. media handles? Um, you can connect with me on Facebook. My personal page is Kimberly Joy Krieger, K-R-U-E-G-E-R. Um, I'm also on there. My business page is the Fellowship of Extraordinary Women. I'm on Instagram at Kimberly Joy Krieger as well. 
uh, the few women on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Clubhouse. I don't get on Clubhouse nearly as much as I'd like. Um, did I leave any of them out? TikTok. I, I just started a TikTok channel. It's Are you TikToking too? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm getting my feet wet, it, much to my children's chagrin. They're like, really, mom? I'm like, don't worry. I'm not going to try to be cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to do what I do. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Well, I am, I am cheering you on. I am now one of your new favorite cheerleaders for sure. Oh. And along with your organization, an amazing team, by the way, we got to get a shout out to your team because I watch everything and they were on it. So thank, thank you. you all again for your, your servanthood, for your fellowship, for leading the charge, for blessing so many other families and people and women along the way and just continue to be great. And I'll see your fabulous self in a couple weeks. Yes. I can't wait. Can't wait to yeah. hug you in person again. Yes. Thank you for having me, Shauna. This has been so fun. I knew it would be. Likewise. Likewise. Have an amazing day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.